This little lad of mine. Yes. Come on. You know my messages always have gimmicks in, right? There's, there's the one for the day. Um, we're going to hear that theme tune over the next few weeks uh, as we kick off our Bless initiative. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Has it been a good week? Give me a cheer. Brilliant. Has it been a dreadful week? Give me a cheer. And we'll uh, certainly put some hands on in a bit. Um, we're kicking off this new series uh, titled Bless. Bless is such an interesting word, isn't it? We say uh, bless a few times. I do a lot of work in the South, and, uh, and they'll say to me, there's that phrase that you use, and you use it for several things. What does it even mean? And I said, what phrase is that? And it's, it's our, or our. And, and I've said, well, it can either mean that you are hurt. It means you want to encourage someone to do something quickly. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you're not happy with something and you'll say it. It's, it's just a weird phrase isn't that we use as, as, as Teesside. It's got to be in, in the Northeast. And bless is also one of those funny ones. Uh, here's, here's a few that I just thought of. Uh, God bless. People say that all the time. In my context, it's usually grandparents saying it as we drive away. God bless. Uh, where do you hear it? Um, another one that I often hear is, bless you, which is, uh, we all say this when someone usually sneezes. That's, yep, sneeze. Uh, bless him, or bless her. Uh, that's usually when someone's either really cute, or they've done something super nice. Oh, bless him. Put all the teas. oh, he's, he's awesome, isn't he? Isn't it weird how we just use these phrases? Another one, oh, bless. Usually for a baby, I'd say. Oh, um, you know, think about it. We all say them. It's just so... We don't even think about it. Uh, and I think that's probably it. Apart from blessings, if you are a Christian and you write emails, it's probably nine out of ten of us in this room will sign off with blessings. Uh, but it's, isn't it interesting how in our vocabularies in society, loads would say this stuff, but where does bless and blessing stem from? Well, before we uh, kind of kick the word around to say we adore baby or uh, because someone sneezed, actually scripture, loads, points to bless. Uh, and blessing is something I've really been, I've been grappling with probably over the last 12 weeks, more than I ever have in my life before, for this reason. I was at a conference and a guy was speaking and he said, uh, we all have the ability to bless people, uh, but also to curse people. And I thought, here we go, a heavy topic. And I kind of like, you know, shrunk down on my chair a little bit. But he said, actually, think about it. You know, a raised eyebrow, the way we just kind of put judgment over somebody. Or uh, an argument with a, with, with a, with a, uh, a, a spouse or a partner or, or a family member. We know just the facial expression to pull. Or just the stare or just the extended unhappy face. And actually, some people can live under this for years and years. So this got me to thinking. Okay, if we can curse, we can also equally bless. Now, some of us in this room are absolutely fantastic at this, and I'm catching up. Uh, but actually, bless is, uh, is it, it's in us. Often when you play these weird games at work, when you kind of get to know your colleagues, it'll be one of these, uh, tell us about your, your favourite superhero power. What would you have? And loads of us who are a little bit kind of... Uh, uh, twisted, usually go for invisibility to rob a bank, clearly, but we claim it's not. But actually, others are like fly, x-ray vision, uh, actually, as Christians, I know it's cheesy, but it's so true. I think our superpower and our ability is to bless. It just is. It's to speak life, it's to give hope, it's to pray in situations that perhaps are dead, or it's a dead end for somebody. It's to pray for someone who's found an employment who's struggled to say, do you know what? We just want to pray a blessing of God in your life. And as a Christian, we carry this with us. I love it. 
And we can unload it all the time. I just want to pray in that situation. The person doesn't even need to know we're praying for them, perhaps. But sometimes, maybe us just kind of pronouncing that over their lives is a physical endorsement. Do you know what? The king of the universe has got your back. Be blessed. So the last 12 weeks have been a bit of a journey, a really good journey actually, where I've been just adopting this and people have been saying, can, I, can you pray for me? A prayer of blessing, straight there. And scripture throughout the Bible points so much uh, to blessing. Google it. Google it. There's pages of it. He blessed someone, uh, and, and, and the Father blessed someone else. Uh, Jesus, uh, you know, kind of gathered crowds and, uh, and performed uh, miracles, and people were blessed by those miracles. You kind of see this, this kind of phrase. Uh, and blessing comes uh, from a Greek word called uh, marikaios, which speaks of being happy. I love that, right? So a blessing from God should make us happy. How many in this room today, be honest, would say you are blessed. Great. And, uh, and, and it's thinking about the little things, isn't it? We were at a big church day out at, uh, over Friday and Saturday. Amazing as a church. We need to go next year. It's just, it's amazing. And uh, obviously our boys were just tearing the place up as usual, doing circuits around the worship bands. And someone said this phrase in the, mi- in the middle of this calamity. And this guy said to me, Oh, you guys are blessed. And I thought, Really? And then I thought, Do you know what? No, he's onto something. We are blessed. And it's kind of counting the blessings. People say that. Uh, our in-laws, my in-laws, Joe's mum and dad, um, they have this kind of like really cheesy fridge magnet. And uh, there's a picture of Joe's dad on it. And uh, obviously it's from Joe's mum. And it says this, when I think of you, David, I count my blessings twice. <laughs> but actually, isn't it just, it's this idea of we count our blessings I know it's not very British of us to be, you know, like, whooping at our blessings. But actually, today, why don't we take stock and think about blessings, happiness. The church, we have a job description. Absolutely. Do you know what our job description is? It's to be a blessing. It really is. And, uh, and, I, and I, th- I think worship is so powerful because we gather to worship. But we don't just stay in this huddle. We gather to go, don't we? And part of us coming today, I believe in the gathering, is because, do you know what? It's, it's looking around the room and saying there's like-minded people. And we, we get energy from each other. But equally, together, we lift his name high. And the Bible says, as we, as we worship God, that blessings flow. That we are encouraged, we're sharpened, we're released. Suddenly... Uh, some of our insecurities seem to wash away. There was a story weeks and weeks ago of a guy in a church. And, and this was brilliant. Brilliant. And there's a guy in a church who had a bit of a reputation to be grumpy. We all have a bit of grumpiness, don't we, kicking around occasionally. Either we're hungry, we're tired, uh, it's been a bad week, our mean side comes out. Anyway, this guy had been ticked off. And he kind of, uh, kind of came to church with this stuff on his mind. And uh, the worship leader said that she could see the guy stood there with his arms crossed um, for the first three songs in worship. Arms crossed, wouldn't even move his lips. Clearly there was this divide going on. Anyway, song four, don't know what it was. Boom, this guy was broken. Suddenly his arm kind of came out. Pushed through the barrier and he began to worship the Lord. And, uh, and I love that story, that idea of when we gather and when we worship, there's a release from heaven. And, and, you know, whether we feel it physically, whether for some of us it's, you know what, I just get a peace. 
uh, for some of us, it's just, I feel like it's, it's, the, it's the time of being re-energised in his presence. That's the importance of gathering. And Galatians 3.14, this is a mandate for the church, for you, not for the building, but for you as a person, for you as a disciple. It says this, it'll be on the screens uh, if you haven't got your Bible with you. Galatians 3.14, St. Paul writes this, he redeemed us, this is God, right? In order that the blessings given to Abraham, I'm going to come on to that in a second, might come to each, to each, to each. I want to underline this point right here. To each. Uh, do you know what? We're on a transition as a church. And, and Joe and I have caught the back end of the transition, which has been a location change. I know some of us have been a part of the location change. And with that, there's been a real focus on who are we going after? What is our calling? Who is important to us? How do we reach people in, in an effective manner? And I feel like as a church, which is really exciting, we're in first gear. And it's almost like the, 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 the clock or the engine is revving and, and we're ready to go. But actually, we've got a few gears to sail through, which is going to take us on a nice big motorway and see things happen. So at the moment we're ready to go, we're kind of planning, okay, where are we going? Who do we want to reach? But actually, Galatians, I think, abolishes and smashes through any idea that we might say what the church is or does. I think Galatians says that we are called church to reach everyone. It doesn't matter um, how tall you are, small you are, young, old, background, education, location. We are called to reach everyone in a relevant way. You've all been invited through some point to gather in the local church. Each of us are called, and St. Paul urges us to extend the invitation. And so he harps back to Abraham, and I'm going to go on to this in a second, but he says that uh, um, he redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to each Gentile, that's you and I, uh, we were... Uh, not Jewish, we are outside of the Jewish uh, uh, kind of people group, uh, but ultimately God looked at us and thought, I want you in the party too. I want you to come and share in the goodness too. And thankfully it was extended to us through Jesus Christ, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. So we get to receive Jesus when we say yes. And then by faith and through that, the Holy Spirit gets to live in us and we are supercharged with a superpower that gives us the ability to put a blessing in, and a blessing over people's lives. Awesome. So what does this say? Let's remind ourselves of God's promise to Abraham. Genesis twenty-two sixteen. I swear, this is what God says, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, and he's talking to Abraham, remember Abraham, God said, hey, Abraham, I, I kind of want to test you, I want to test your, your, uh, your faith, and uh, I, I want to ask the biggest thing that anyone can ask of somebody, would you sacrifice your son, I know this is hard to comprehend, Old Testament God, New Testament God, why does he ask this, it's such an odd request, uh, thankfully, he says, don't in the end. But he says, would you be willing to sacrifice all that you have, all that you hold dear, for the sake of putting me first, that through you, I may be glorified. And Abraham, of course, like any of us, would say, this is such a struggle. Let me think about this for weeks. But Abraham said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to do it. I believe you've called me uh, to make a sacrifice of something pure to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lay it down on the altar. A living sacrifice for my God. And as Abraham goes to do it, the Lord says, it's okay. I knew, I knew, I knew that you were ready uh, to receive all that I've got for you. So God says, because of your obedience today, because of what you've done for me, I'm going to give you, I'm going to declare over you 
blessings. And he says this, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sands on the seashore. And it's true. We've all come from the line. You know, it's it's incredible promise that God spoke over us. Hands up. If you today, be honest, if you want the blessing of God in your life. Yes, it's a no-brainer. No, I want to be in rebellion to God. No way. I'm going to go at it. No, we're going to just have a Barney for a while. Of course not. We want to be in sync and in flow with the blessings of God. What about those we love? What about those we work with? Those who live in and around our communities? Seeing the blessing of God flow through us and into them. Come on. So keep it in step with the Spirit. But actually, I think part of blessing when we read this comes from obedience. What is obedience? Obedience is doing as you're told. (laughs) Saying, God, here's what I believe you are calling me to. And for some of us, we've reached that point of we kind of know who we are and where we're going. For others, let's be totally frank, we're not sure yet. But that's great because that means that uh, he will answer, he will show us, he will speak to us if we give him time and and, and turn our ear to him. But also, blessings don't just follow obedience. Blessings aren't just about doing as you're told. Because God is love, and he loves, he loves to pour goodness over us. And I think being blessed is something we receive on receipt of saying yes to Jesus. That's what the Bible tells us. So have we invited Jesus into our heart and our life? Yes. Then the Holy Spirit comes and he empowers us to live a life that pushes us towards being blessed, but also being a blessing. Is everyone tracking so far? So this series... Uh, which is the first slide, please, again, sorry. Bless. We're going to keep the start, uh, kick off this new series, Bless. Dead easy, five weeks. Begin with prayer. Uh, and we believe, uh, as, as we pray as a leadership team, as a church, that actually, we're just getting started, which is so good, isn't it? We are just getting started. We get to rewrite what we think church is. What is church? We're not making it up. It's in scripture. The believers, we gather together, we're empowered to change the world. It is that simple. If you're not empowered, if you're feeling flat, if you're disillusioned with Jesus or the church, it's spending time in his presence with his people, saying, again, this is my true north. He is my true north. And actually, so we're going to begin with prayer. We're going to, um, we're going to listen to God and each other. So next week, we're going to interview some people. We're going to uh, tune into what God is saying. I'm excited for it. We're going to do this as well. We're going to eat together. I'm going to challenge us in a real information, informative, but also uh, a, a, a real proactive way. Uh, in, informative and... No, not informal. No, it's not that. <laughs> I love that. And it's not informal. It's informative, but it's also proactive. We're going to do some stuff this series. Rather than just listen to me and go away... We're going to listen to a bunch of people and listen to the Lord, most importantly. But also put some of this into practice. So I'm going to challenge each of us on week three. Have a meal, whether it's a McDonald's breakfast, whether it's, uh, whether it's a lay-by somewhere, getting a huge uh, burger together, whether it's Nando's, whether it's your kitchen table, wherever. Do a meal with somebody in this church. There's a challenge. Why? Because the scripture says when we gather together, when we eat together, when we worship and put him first, that blessings flow. We've all put our hand up and said we want God to bless us. This is how we're blessed. Uh, and then also we're going to look how, we, how do we serve. How do we serve each other? Uh, but also where we're living. And as a church, a community that, that we're in as well. And then lastly, the biggest challenge 
I'm excited by this. Uh, we're going uh, to literally say, okay, how do we uh, share our story? What's God put in you? How do we communicate this in a relevant way? And it doesn't mean uh, being just a freaky evangelist. Um, but really, I want to challenge each of us, myself included, to have conversations with people. To look for those moments of saying, this is what I'm about. This is the things that have happened to me. Maybe it's uh, over a few weeks or maybe it's just a, you know, a neighbor next door. I don't know. How do we begin to share our story? And then all of this stuff is going to hopefully prepare us. In, in September, we, we want to run an alpha course where we invite anybody. Shape, size, background, future, education, no education. To come and do a few weeks journeying through um, some basic questions about who's Jesus? Why did he die? How do we know he's real? What on earth is the Holy Spirit? What does it mean when we're filled by the Spirit? We're going to look at some of this stuff. And guys, I would invite you as a local church to be thinking and praying over the next few weeks about the people you're going to invite. It's that simple. I'm challenging myself. I would invite loads of people. And we're, we're going to see this church through this. We're going to see our numbers, our depth, our reach grow. It's that simple. But we've got to put this stuff into action. So blessing. Let's get back to this. Because it's two parts. It's understanding how we're blessed. But equally it's thinking, okay, I'm also a blessing. So it's understanding that we have been invited into the fullness of God. That means forgiveness. That means grace. That means power. Dynamo, the Bible says, which means explosive power in our lives. That tears through all of the stuff that we've built up over the years. And it sets in us a new creation. Do you know what I discovered this week? Uh, most of us know that I was in the care system. And someone said to me, uh, who's kind of a bit of a social worker, they said, do you realize there's, t- there's two stages in people's lives? Uh, up to age three, you are formed. And, and what you learn up to age three-ish um, gives you security, gives you grounding, it gives you uh, who you are right now, the gifts and your abilities. And it kind of it nurtures those things. But if you haven't had a good start in life, there's also a moment in your teenage years, and I didn't know this, but lots of us have met Jesus in our teenage years, that when you encounter true love, it rewires your whole brain. So it doesn't matter what's gone before, what you've experienced of what you've carried, the regrets, the hurts, the insecurity, the doubts, the, the stuff that you shouldn't have done, uh, the mornings where you woke up and thought, oh my life, I can't believe that happened. Actually, when we encounter true love again, or for the first time, our brains are remapped and rewired. I love that. This idea that when we come into fullness of God, we experience his power in our lives. And for some of us, you might say, that's totally right. I felt like I've become a new person. The, the, the tough bits of me were ground down. I've become a bit smooth around the edges, a bit more silky, some might say. But actually, this is the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But also, I think this speaks into inheritance. When we say yes to Jesus, uh, the inheritance which we're all living in, if we've said yes to the Lord, is deposited in us. This means we are eternal beings. Come on, church. Is that a good thing to say yes to? Yes. We're eternal beings. We're filled. We're changed with the truth that is in him. And it says this, and this is the blessing of Jesus. That I am his, and he is mine. And that means whatever we're facing, whatever we've been through, whatever works like this week, whatever our diaries are going off on, whatever our loved ones are saying to us, or our deepest anxieties are speaking over us, 
that actually I am his and he is mine. And that's what a blessing looks like on your life and my life. Isn't that amazing? And Jesus, his first and longest recorded message that uh, he, um, he spoke over us and that people have dissected since uh, is found in Matthew 5. And uh, it's known as this, it's, it's the blessing sermon. And we all know it, right? And, and Jesus uh, reels off these, these eight blessings. And these blessings are almost like proverb-like proclamations, but they kind of have no narrative. He kind of gives quick examples of what it means to be a Christ follower, uh, to, to what it means to, to kind of tune into the kingdom of God. And he says this, think about these words for a moment. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom, or for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And Jesus goes on, he says, And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And then he finishes with this really interesting phrase. And he says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they are persecuted, uh, in the same way they persecuted the prophets who went before you. And it's almost like there's a crowd following Jesus. And he's going through these really weird statements, really showing what the heart of of heaven is. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Uh, And as we turn our attention as a church, uh, as we fix our, um, our, our resources... To start and to think about people. How do we bless people? How do we put ourselves in a, as a church in a place where we can have an impact on people's lives? We've got to think about this place of going from blessing. Blessed are we when we go in Jesus' name. When we begin to be peacemakers in, in situations and circumstances. I heard you uh, a little while ago this really clever, clever statement. And it said, do you know what the spirit is that you, that you live in or that you work in? And I thought, what do you mean? And they said this, sometimes at work there's, there's a real sense of confusion. Or on your street some things might be going on that you know about. Or in your family, most importantly, that most of us know what's going on. There's just some things that sometimes that happen. And we think, what is going on? And someone said, it's that moment when we're confused that we get to pray clarity. The clarity of Jesus into a situation. It's when things seem wheels off that as Christians we get to pray a blessing and say, Lord, we pray for your stability. That actually as Christians, where we're living, where we're working, we get to almost change the tide of what culture says. The spirit of what is happening. We get to pray over that and say, we believe Jesus, we've identified that and we're going to pray into it. Being a blessing. So five weeks. Bless. Can we turn our attention, our gaze, to reach in our region? We've got to. What's the most radical thing that we can do as a church that says to people, have you got questions about life? Are things going on in your life or situation? Have you uh, kind of laid awake at night and thought, what am I here for? 
What am I built for? How as a church we begin to say to these people, come and find some answers here with the local church. So it begins with prayer. This is our first one this week. I want to give a bit of background to, to blessing, and we're going to kind of go over this over the next few weeks. But it begins with prayer. Now, we've covered loads of prayer. I'm not going to go into what prayer is. I think we all get the basics of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I am here. You are, you know, you are the Lord. Uh, I realize the answer isn't found within me, but actually I need to lean upon you. Prayer has a couple of components that I like to lean in and scripture points to. And one's a thank you, because we don't want to be selfish people, do we? It's, you know, it's a relational thing. Lord, we are blessed. Thank you for what you've done. I, I realize that this week, these are the, the good things that have just happening. Thank you for that story. Thank you for that family. Thank you for people in my church or my, my kids or my spouse or whatever. We give thanks. And then also part of prayer, which most of us go to out of instinct. It's so easy. Here's my list, Lord. Here's my list that I just want you, Lord, to, to begin to crack on with. And hopefully... They'll all be completed and life will be awesome. It just doesn't work that way. Lord, here's some things that I want to just pray into. Uh, so, so I wanted to challenge us because really this is about us, but also it's not about us. And this is the best way for us to, to be evangelists, I think. And, and there's a pastor who ran this, this course, uh, this series called Bless. And he said that he, said, uh, he committed to praying for five people. And he said, as I pray for five people over the next week and weeks, that I begin to see change in their life. And he said, I was sat in a coffee shop, and as I was praying for a person, I saw them just walk by. And I just love that, that, that as we pray, we, we, you know, we might bump into somebody, or a conversation might happen. Or we've been, we've been trying in our own human strength to, to push through a situation. It's just not happening. How about if we just commit to praying into that person for a few weeks? And trusting that something's going to happen. And as we pray, we sow. And as we sow, we allow God to water. And something, 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 something just might happen. So church, I want to challenge us. I want to challenge us to pray. To pray. To commit to praying for people. I don't know who those people are who are in your life. I don't know whether it's a neighbor, whether it's a friend, a relative, someone at school. Uh, perhaps it's, uh, it's a future someone you want to marry. You want to just, Lord, would you be revealing that person to me over the next few weeks? Whether it's a bad situation, a good situation. Whether it's someone who doesn't know Jesus and you want them to. Whether it's someone who's just been facing such a rough time and it's about time they got some blessings. Lord, I want to pray a blessing over them. Who are those people that you know? Think about those five people. And on your chairs, on your chairs, you might have um, notes on your iPhone. That's great. Just do what I'm there. But I've put a piece of paper on, on a few chairs, scattered around. Can we commit to praying for five? A, 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 and can one of those be, Lord, over the next five weeks, would that person ask me about church or my faith or my story? And wouldn't it be amazing if in five weeks we had, how many people are here? I don't know, 50, 60 people. What's 50, who's good at maths? 50, 60 uh, times another five. Oh, my days. Is it that easy, Lord? Have we got blessings in us just to begin to pray for people? Now, I know some of us are already praying. I don't want to shortcut that. Some of us are praying for years. You know, some of us are just amazing prayer warriors. Incredible. But, Lord, would you show us five people? Joe, let's write five people down for us. Five people. Who can we pray for? Who can we just, just speak blessing over? Lord, I'm a shy person. I just, it's hard to communicate my story. 
Lord, over the next five weeks, would you just cut the power in their house that they have nothing and, not, and no sugar just to come and knock on my door? I don't know. It's these moments which just change us, don't they? I've been getting the same bus for years, but for some reason, he asked me to pray. And out of a random Monday morning on the way to work, he got on the bus. I've never seen him before, but I prayed for him yesterday. It begins to excite us when we see God at work. Next Sunday, I want to hear who we prayed for. Have we met them this week? Uh, have they come to us and said, you know what? The dead of night, I woke up and just, just something happened. And we're like, yeah, I've, I've been praying for you. I know it's not rocket science, but we don't always do it. Bless. It begins with prayer. I want to see Teesside reach for Jesus. I do. Don't you? It frustrates me that we're still in gear one. I want to be in six gear, cruising on the highway, just seeing loads and loads and loads and loads of people saying yes to Jesus, being filled up and transforming their world. Church, we're still in gear one. That's okay. We just can't stay in gear one. We've got to begin to shift our focus to being a blessing. Uh, And some of us are living this and doing this. I know. But if we commit as a church, imagine the potential. Imagine the impact Uh, Not just this side of heaven, but that side of heaven. Keith, it's you, mate. Hey, Jim, I didn't know you were going to be here. Yes. I I didn't tell you, but I gave my life to Jesus. And, you know, those words that you said while trimming your hedge, it just spoke to me so much. I was so British, I couldn't communicate it. But I did it one night when I was just feeling so low. I said yes to the Lord. Who knows what we're going to reap? And it's not even about us reaping, is it? It's about us sowing and believing that we're going to see goodness. Uh, so, do you feel blessed today? Most of us raised our hands. Perhaps some of us did it because we didn't want to feel like we've got horrible lives at the moment. But you know what? The truth is this. That actually being filled with the Holy Spirit isn't a one-hit wonder. It's a coming back again and again, saying, Lord, this week has been great. But actually, I still need a touch from you. Lord, I still need a feeling from you. I need a feeling from you, Lord. And in that... And in that, I'm filled and I'm blessed beyond measure. And I'm blessed because, because you died for me. I'm blessed because you saw value in me. You see value in me. Even when others haven't. Even when I think my life was mundane. That Jesus, when I say yes to your power, who knows what might happen. Oh man, I'm just dreaming. I'm dreaming. Who knows if new church plants are going to pop up on the back of this five-week initiative of looking at being being a blessing. Who knows if we're going to have conversations over a chai latte in Starbucks. Or when we invite someone in this room who we haven't really kind of mingled with before to come and eat at our table. If something explosive is going to happen. If new kingdom businesses are going to pop up or friendships or support networks or prayer triplets or I don't know. Just come on. Come on. We've got to shift to gear two. So then as we focus on being a blessing, as we focus on being filled, Lord, I would just, Lord, I would just ask that across this room, your church, your people, that Father, you would again just release power and authority into your church. That what's in us, is greater than what's in the world. And that, Father, not that it's us and them, but actually, we've got something to present. We've got a story to tell. We have got blessings to sow. 
And Jesus, I thank you that your ministry was those moments of locking eyes with individuals and just speaking eternity into people. Father, I'd pray for the weary souls in this church today. Those who perhaps hesitate to say, I feel a blessing at the moment. Jesus, we thank you that when we come to you again, there's no rocket science to it. But as we sit here and we think about you, as we invite you into our hearts and our lives, that Jesus, you always answer. That you always meet, you always fill. Are there people here today who again, or who for the first time, just got to be honest, who said, Jesus, I, I want all of you. I need some of you. Incredible. So forget five a day, fruit and veg, all that nonsense. Salad dodgers rejoice. Rejoice. What about five a day? What about five souls a day? Come on. Come on. Five souls. And perhaps for some of us, this is just a bit of an encouragement to go after the people we've been praying for before. Do you know what? Yes. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep praying for those people. Believing that something is happening. Even I don't see something right now. Isn't that faith? Yes. And we're going to share these stories. And we're going to celebrate them. We're going to put some time and some energy into focusing around these. And why are we looking at this, the series Bless? Because, as I said before, I feel like we're just getting started. Which is so awesome. But actually... You know, what we're doing here, we're going to see growth and depth. Absolutely. We're going to see over the years, churches planted, things happen, stories told. People are going to meet here and get married and, you know, go off and live in different parts of the world and do amazing things there. And, you know, it's happening. God is on the move. And I was thinking this morning, I was thinking, I, th- I thought, Lord, in my humble prayer, Lord, what have you done in our midst over the last few months? And suddenly there's a show reel just went through my mind. And I thought, I'll be quiet, Lord. Lord, it's, it's, not, it's not always in the, in the loud and the obvious, is it? And there's, there's moments in the, in, in the Bible where, you know, the Lord speaks in a whisper. And, uh, you know, it's not always the hurricane moments and the earthquake moments. But it's in the, in the stillness of enjoying what he's doing. And I was thinking about the, some of the conversations with people here today who aren't here today. Um, and, and what God's done. I was thinking about people who've looked for employment and found it. People who've... Uh, asked for prayer at 11 o'clock conversations and we've, we've put it around and things have happened and you know, it's just those moments you think, yes Lord, you're on the move and salvations and baptisms and lunch clubs and people coming in and getting to be a part of church. Lord, we are forever thankful. So this isn't some whimsical half-hearted challenge. Be alert church, be active, be active. And if you've committed today to praying for five, you might have a bit of a tough week. Because there's, there's a force out there who just doesn't want you to, to, to be praying so effectively. But actually, realise this. That as we are praying across the Tees Valley this week, how awesome is this? And those listening on podcast, hello. That actually, we're raising the sea level. We are raising the sea level. 
across Teesside. Everyone I meet outside of Teesside, big church town, all the leaders. I'm like, come and live in Teesside. Move to the northeast. Come and raise the sea level. And most of them say, no. It's like, you know, the Lord will judge. You, he will. One day there'll be a time where he'll say, why didn't you? But do you know what? Some are saying, do you know, we feel, we feel a call actually. It's, it's funny you've said that. That's right. Do you know why? Because as a church, across the, the Tees Valley, all of us, I'd, I'd imagine, as the church, we've been praying that the Lord would send people to bring home the harvest. So let's change someone's eternity this week. Are you up for that? Let's pray for them. And also, if you are feeling a bit flat today, or even just that sense of, Lord, I want to be in fully uh, in sync with what you're doing. Now, this isn't a religious ask. This isn't, if you don't do this, you're not in sync with the Lord. But actually, it's these moments in, 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 uh, in our walk. And God is a real God of, of symbolism. You look in scripture, you look at the, the Jewish customs. Everything they do is around symbolizing something around the personality of God. And, uh, and for us, coming to the table again today and, and, and partaking in communion, it's, it's not a deathly procession. I'm going to come in a real somber act. It can be if you want it to be. This is a real deep moment. That's fine. And there's absolute power in that. And for some of us, we want to reflect and think about his body broken for us. The ultimate blessing. Again, let's remind ourselves of that. For others, it's I'm going to drink and realize that your blood as it washes over me, or your juice, as it washes over me, Actually, it wipes everything clean. And from this moment, I am skipping again into eternity, into blessing, going into this week, knowing that I'm a blessed person indeed. And for others, perhaps it's a joyous moment. Come on, let's break the barrier. Actually, I'm going to choose this moment again just to, as Teresa said, dance before Jesus. Dance with Jesus. To see something lift in our lives. Whatever you want to do, whatever your tradition, whatever your, uh, your preference. Lord, as we come before you this morning, as you lock eyes with me, as I lock eyes with you, this is about my soul. It's about you and us forever. And I think that's the picture of blessing, isn't it? So let's allow Jesus to do a blessing again in our lives today. And I don't know what's going to happen now. Maybe we'll play some, some background music, uh, which will hopefully be a bit funky. And, um, and let's come. Let's partake. Perhaps we want to share it with someone else. Just, just serve the bread to someone else. And, and as we do that, say, I just want to pray the blessing of Jesus over your life. As you take the bread, as you partake in his body, be blessed. And knowing that the superpower within you has the ability to bless. And the prayer team are going to be around. And if you just want to receive a blessing again today. Not that you need someone to speak a blessing over you. That's Jesus' job. But actually there's power in just coming and saying, you know what? Can you pray over me through leadership, through prayer? I want to invite you to do that. Perhaps it's a, I've been fired up today. Would that fire remain in me? Yes. Yes, we're going to pray a blessing over that. Lord, would you bless what you're doing? Or perhaps it's a, I need someone to drag me to that person who's going to pray for me. I'm a mess. 
Let's pray for you. Let's pray over your life. Knowing that when we speak blessing, we're speaking life, hope and joy. So can I pray for us? Can we stand if we're able? Holy Spirit, I want to invite you to move across your church today to empower your people, to give us a freshness, Lord, to give us a a fragrance again that sees our streets and our friends and our families knowing you. Jesus, would you break us today? Break us for what you're broken for. Your care for the lost, your care for people, everyone. Lord, I pray today there be people in this church who would know without a shadow of a doubt the calling on their life to run towards being a blessing to others. Jesus, I'm thinking about those moments where you met your disciples by the side of lakes, just in the busyness of life, of their routine. Jesus, we are so grateful that you met us in our business and routine. That you met us as we were doing life. That we are blessed indeed. That we get to live forever with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Jesus, we're sorry when that becomes just a numb fact to us. When we get so numb and accustomed to what that means for our eternities. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to move now, to increase your presence. That walls would come down in this place. That you would unite people with you today. And we say all this in Jesus' name. So come and receive. Come and partake in the ultimate blessing again. Come and share it with others.